0: Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here today with you. And we have such a good podcast episode today. I cannot wait for you to hear today's guest. Today, I have Misha Vayner on who's going to help us press the reset button on when you hit rock bottom. Now, let's be very real. Maybe you've been someone who's hit a rock bottom mentally, emotionally, or physically before the pandemic. And honestly, for many of us, the biggest rock bottom that we've ever faced is this experience. Now, whether you believe that you're on a spiritual journey or not, I think that if you're listening to me, you kind of do believe you are. We are having a human experience, and it is all rooted in spirituality and it's meant to crack us open. We need the beauty, the joy, the ecstatic emotions and experiences, but pain and suffering and challenges are equally a part of the human experience. And it's these experiences, these rock bottoms, when things don't work in the way that they used to, we have to crack open so the light within us can shine through, so we can heal, we can evolve. So every breakdown is leading us towards a breakthrough. And today's inspiring guest, Misha Vayner, is going to share her personal journey of how she hit a major physical, mental, emotional rock bottom from her life that she had created that everything that she had wanted to literally hitting health breakdown her body started shutting down when she had a newborn and she's going to share the secrets of how she overcame her illnesses and chronic stress Stress can be debilitating and I talk a lot about it. If it goes unchecked, it's kind of like we're this soda bottle and we constantly are getting pressurized and we shake it up, shake it up, shake it up and then we explode. And then we shake it up, shake it up, and shake it up and some of these times we don't open the lid and all that fizz and all that energy gets reabsorbed into us cellularly and eventually it leads to physical dis ease it manifests in illnesses it breaks us down from the inside out that shaken soda will start eating us up on the inside if we don't learn how to slowly open that lid so the fizz can come out either we're going to keep exploding or we're just gonna reintegrate all that chaotic energy back into our body to create blocks and energy friction and stress that manifests because of this constant pressure that is shaking us up from the outside. And so right now this pandemic is really shaking us up and we are these soda bottles and some of us are exploding left and right, left and right with all this anxiety, fear, anger, panic, and some of us are bottling it in and it's getting reabsorbed, reabsorbed, reabsorbed. And that chronic stress, if it is, doesn't have a proper outlet, will cause us to reintegrate those that icky energy, <laughs> that toxic energy into our body, and it will start deteriorating us from the inside and out. So this episode is really going to help you loosen that screw cap to learn how to fizz that bubbling out so we don't explode and we don't integrate that energy back into our body. And so today, Misha Vayner, who's going to be joining us, is a certified holistic health coach. She has a mindfulness online brand called the Your Well Guide. And from her platform, she shares her realistic and nourishing wellness tips to support busy moms in feeling their best without the stress with the belief that you can only kill your way through so much. I love that. Her flow-based wellness philosophy works from the inside out, prioritizing mindfulness, self-love, and self-care, resulting in enhanced health that feels good from the inside and out. I really resonate so much with what Misha shared, and my journey was very similar to hers, hitting that rock bottom in my mid-20s, emotionally, physically, and mentally and spiritually, and having to work my way through that to be where we are at today. And so I just want to share that Meditation has been such a crucial component for me in this journey of breaking through and really learning how to adapt and building resilience and learning how to pivot when things don't go my way, learning how to sit with uncomfortable feelings without letting that soda bottle, quote unquote, explode, learning how to let that learning the right tools to breathe and let the fizzle come out when you're angry versus when you're anxious versus when you're sad or grieving, there's different techniques of opening up that soda bottle to let the fizz out. And I think that with children experiencing stress at such a young age, one in five children, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, will experience some clinical level of anxiety before they reach adolescence. And now the more and more I read, so many articles are coming out about the mental health of children, even ourselves ourselves after the pandemic what is going to happen and we're thinking long-term mental health so these tools of meditation and mindful breathing are crucial this is now a life skill that's going to be necessary in order to survive and so if you're a beginner or you want to build this practice into your children's life you start planting the seeds when they're one to three just like when you start singing the abc songs this is when you start planting the seeds and i have the curriculum and the roadmap to walk you through it and if you're a beginner parent who don't doesn't know where to start because there's so much information out there of yes meditation's good but where do i start what do i do I can teach you. And so definitely look into, of course, purchasing the Meditation for Kids book because that has the 40 exercises or the techniques of learning how to open up the soda can bottle per se, but also... I want you to take a look at the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. This is going to walk you through with confidence how to practice the tools, what order to practice it, and I'm actually leading a training um, inside. It's a live training that's going to walk you through age by age what are the foundations that you want to focus on with your kids and answer any questions that you may have about building your own meditation practice. So head over to meditationforkidsbook.com, scroll down, and you'll see the information for the meditation for kids masterclass course or buying the book and it is available right now for 50% off I've slashed the prices and I'm extending it because I know right now finances are tight and I really want you to have this information I really want it to be available to you so please take a look at that it's going to be an invaluable resource and now without any further ado let's dive into today's podcast and press the reset button on when you hit a rock bottom I am so thrilled to be introducing you to our guest today. Her name is Misha and she has become one of my super fast friends. I mean, there's certain of people that you meet in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, we were definitely friends in another lifetime or we knew each other. And that's exactly how I feel about her and her story of what she's transpired through and what she's learned. Oh my gosh, she is going to totally light you up. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here, Misha. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. I share all the
1: same sentiments, you know.
0: Yes, I know. So Misha and I are part of this group called Hey Mama, and that's how we met. And seriously, it's just going to be so amazing to kind of dive into your story. And one of the things that obviously we really bond about, she's really into mindfulness, teaching mindfulness to her kids, holistic living, and just so many different stress relief tools that she'll be able to give us. But one of the practices that she does with her kids, which is so cute, is a rose, bud, and thorn activity at the end of the day. I want to start off with an icebreaker question for you, Misha, and help you share what is your rose, bud, and thorn during this quarantine and lockdown period. Um, I love it. So my rose is truly,
1: like truly, been the opportunity to be able to connect with my children on a deeper level. I feel like with three kids that I had in three and a half years, I feel like even though i wasn't uh, technically overscheduled with each child cumulatively we were an overscheduled family and i was spent so much of my time shuffling from pillar to post and not really having the time to Understand what they needed developmentally, what they were learning, what they were enjoying, what their hopes and dreams were. And being able to not, you know, not being quarantined together and homeschooling with them and really having that opportunity to connect and build like deeper bonds and relationships with them has been like insanely beautiful. And also, I think um, life giving for all of us. So that's my rose. my bud is, I'm truly like not even to like plug, but truly, this mission of mine to support overwhelmed moms and feeling their best without the stress has been within me for 10 years now. And I'm now actually so excited to have the time to put, um, to create my course to support them. And it's launching in the fall. And I'm so excited about that that's upcoming, um, in the the next couple of months. So, um, that's my bud. And as far as my thorn and what hasn't, I guess, been going as well, um, I'm trying to think because I'm so happy. I mean, I guess I have to wax my arms myself. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's really silly because truthfully, I've even found a really good arm waxing kit. I feel really, abnormally happy. I I think that's probably like to say something as silly as that is, is probably as bad as it gets right now. And I'm being totally sincere.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, I think it's really with while we're taping this and probably when we're you're going to hear this, it's right in the smack dab of lockdown, quarantine. And it's it's tough when there's a lot of challenges and trauma and pain and the outside world. It's like, oh, we shouldn't feel happy. And that's not necessarily true. Like in midst of all this pain and the challenges, there is still moments of happiness and joy that we can absolutely be in touch with. So I'm, a, I love that you give us all permission, right. To oh, be, yeah. Uh, over, yeah, to give us permission to, to tap into that. And I love that, you know, this, this time that we're living in right now is really bringing up a lot of the underlying patterns and stress that has always been. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. exasperating it and really confronting us in the face. And as you know that you're going to be sharing in a moment is that stress that's left unchecked can Absolutely lead to chronic debilitating stress that manifests in physical ailments and diseases and just imbalances energetically. So, you know, you truly have a remarkable story of how you had a major health breakdown where stress was completely, you know, bringing you down to rock bottom, and then you have this tremendous healing journey. And so I'm so excited to have you kind of uncover and share your journey of this rock bottom and to this place of thriving and what you've learned and the tools that you've used. So I would love for you to start to get a really clear picture about your story of like what Where was your life before you kind of hit this rock bottom so we can kind of understand where your life was and what kind of manifested for you? Yeah, absolutely. So about 10
1: years ago, I had opened what was at the time my dream Business, which was a retail concept store in New York City, that I'd been dreaming of since I was a child, and I was flattered and naive, and I brought in two trusted friends as business partners that had approached me and expressed deep interest, and I was truly living my dream. I felt, um, but I believed that le- leading with the heart-centered leadership approach and being like highly trusting and giving would result in the strong team and hence like a beautiful, a successful business. But instead. It led to my being taken advantage of and my partners doing something slimy and unethical, which crippled the business and led to me having to close it. And as a lifelong people pleaser, I had never found my voice. And in hindsight, I didn't have the self-confidence to stick up for myself throughout the entire experience, which led me led to me being like completely pummeled to the ground. And that internal turmoil I experienced was just Exponential. So, for one, it was the like the level of betrayal that was really, truly unfathomable and unfathomable to me. Like it felt as though my insides were completely ripped out. Um, and as someone who was extremely trusting and believed, like on every level, that like people were good, and if you were good and loving to others, they would do the same to you. I had a really hard time wrapping my head around the fact that people actually could like have it in them to do certain things or to be immoral or be unethical. And yes, I was highly naive, but I really feel like that was a really deep belief in mine. People are good, like always. And I couldn't believe it would happen to me. And it shook me to the core. And it led to me like, truly questioning humanity it ran really deep and i struggled with these deep questions that were like ungoogleable like why is this happening to me like i worked so hard and moved mountains i made this pipe like a childhood pipe dream come to reality i was ethical i was fair i you know worked hard like i thought that those were the things that you did to like like why would this happen and how can people be capable of these things and like who can I trust and what's even possible now? And on top of grappling with these deep questions that really sent me into like a deep, like tailspin internally, I was dealing with the grief of losing what felt like my child, the financial stress of it, the legal drama involved with closing the business. I also lost my grandmother at the time, mm-hmm. my best friend. And I felt like a complete failure to my parents and in my industry. And truly, this business was like my marriage, my child and my life's work. So Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't know where to go from here. Like I felt like I didn't know how to move through the world at this point. And I no longer understood anything or anyone for what it was. And I was in a state of deep shock. And I also, lastly, like, felt extreme loneliness um, because I was a 30 year old woman who, at the time, didn't have a single friend who could relate to me. They were all thriving in their lives and partying and just getting married. And, like, no one was opening their businesses or closing them. And the cumulative stress was just highly debilitating and crippling. And wait, but there's one more part. So, then following the business, you'd think this is rock bottom, but then my, um, husband proposed to me and I was petrified of like any legal agreements or like trusting anyone. I was like, I I can't do this. Not until I get back on my feet. And then I got pregnant and that really took me to my knees. And I couldn't imagine how I was going to take care of a child when I couldn't even take care of myself. I was petrified of trusting anyone. And now my Indian parents were so excited and wanted this like huge wedding so a part of me wanted validation from my parents after feeling like such a deep failure. Um, and I had, you know, didn't know how to say no to them. I had a deep feeling of unworthiness, extreme sat lack of self-love. And so the stress of basically feeling like I needed to please everyone and being pregnant and the planning and the grieving, and plus figuring out what was going on with my life um, had just been, that had just been turned upside down was so stressful that the inner turmoil and the life changes and the complete loss of sense of self just caused so much internal strife. And Mm. it was just, that really is what led me to my rock bottom.
0: And I mean, let's take a moment. I feel like there's just, well, one thing is knowing you now And where you've been, like, I didn't know you in your life. Like, I would say like your past life when you went through this phase. But I think what you're sharing right now is a lot of whether our circumstances look different, the actual experience. I think so many of us can relate to those feelings that you're saying, like the feelings of not being able to hold boundaries, not being able to know, need the validation, the approval. Like we, right now, it's like stripping us, right? For many of us, where we're defined by our, Career, or you know what we wear, or our relationships, or like you know how other people perceive us—it's being stripped away. So it's almost like you had this experience that so many of us are globally experiencing now in your thirties. And so I think there's so much depth of what you just shared because I think this is part of the human experience. Now that we understand what your life kind of looked like, how did that physically manifest to you to actually create? this mental, emotional, and physical rock bottom? Yeah. So I, you know, at that point, um, I
1: basically, you know, so three months after um, I gave birth, I had this wedding. And three months later, I went back into corporate fashion. And so throughout that postpartum journey of all that, my body literally started to break down. Um, aside from me not being able to lose any weight, which P.S., I've always been high, like very petite and like 88 pounds. And I just couldn't shake. I had a ton of weight on me. Um, I had absolutely no energy. And I'm if you can probably tell in my energy, I'm a, high, a very high energy person. I realized my brain was could not function. I would literally watch my husband like walk into the bathroom and I'd wonder where he went. I'd be like, where did he go? I had no memory. I couldn't put a sentence together. Like I would try to put a sentence together while I was typing and I'd keep having to like repeat the same Thing like it, it was my brain was so slow. Um, I couldn't think of any words. I couldn't form a thought. It was like nothing was there. Um, I had no like motivation. I felt like crying all the time. I was completely depleted, and I would see all these moms like going for coffees and like meeting up, and I, I couldn't understand how. It was even possible. I couldn't walk without pain. I, it was. I had like debilitating leg pain. All of my joints and my fingers. I couldn't type. Um, I had. I was in a walking boot and crutches for six months. And then I had rectal bleeding, bleeding, dandruff, yeast infections, anxiety, insomnia. I couldn't eat without feeling ill. Nail fungus, bloating, hazy vision. Literally, I could go on. It went. I had sixty-five ailments
0: that literally took over my every part of my body. Yeah. And it was this like during a span of period of time, or was this kind of like all at once that it so was just it kind started,
1: of started. So like I right after I gave, so I think that year when my, after my business closed that I was pregnant or that nine months, if you will, I was, I was actually like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell if I was tired because I was pregnant or tired, you know, it's hard to tell when you're pregnant with what symptom at, like, right. So So I definitely feel like the onset had started when I was pregnant. And then right after I had the child, I was also so focused on trying to get like everything set up for looking for a job and the wedding. So I was started to feel things, but I didn't, I kept thinking I was tired because I had a newborn tired because Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it was basically over the course of three to six months. It was progressively getting worse and worse. And a year later, So they kept building, like they're building and building. When I started working at SAC six months after I gave birth, I was on crutches already. And um, I had already been going for MRIs and cat scare at SANS. I couldn't even believe I got hired for a job because I felt like my brain didn't work at that point. And then a couple months later, um, I actually had a miscarriage when I was nine months post and then... Like it just, then I had the rectal, it was called over a course of a year. And then a year later, I was driving back from a bridal shower and I couldn't put my foot on the gas. And I just pulled over and started crying. And I called my husband and I was like, literally not one part of my body works. And I don't, I, we need a doctor who can get to the bottom of this. And it was, that was kind of the beginning of when I was able to find my healing like, at the beginning of my healing journey. So it was about a year of all of it.
0: But it, it really kicked in in the first six months after I gave birth. Got you. Oh, so it just, like, gives an idea for, like, par- parents and whoever's listening to understand, like, how stress can really quickly manifest into physical manifestations. Yeah. Um Okay. So now you're at this space where your body is basically giving up. Now, um, were you able to find a health professional to be able to diagnose what was going on? Yeah. So following literally,
1: by the way, over the course of the year, I had gone to like gynecologists, gastrointestinal doctors, sports medicines, rheumatologists, everything. Everyone had, everything had come back like Inconclusive. Nobody had any idea. Then I was like, I need a doctor who can get to the bottom of this. And I reached out to like my holistic birth community and I was led to Dr. Jeffrey Morrison, a functional doctor in New York City who's incredible. And literally, I hobbled in there and I thought, like, it was, I'll never forget since I worked in fashion, it was the week before fashion week. And I was like, I I don't know how I'm going to function next week. I have all these meetings, like, I can't function. And he, from like just that day, he was able to understand that basically everything that I'd experienced um, was stemmed from all of my ailments stemmed from stress. It was I had leaky gut, dysbiosis, inflammation, malabsorption—all of these things mm. that had completely had a cascading effect on my health, crippling it and di- like causing a whole slew of health issues and metabolic issues and all of these things. But what he did was he started by he told me i needed to completely reduce my stress by incorporating mindfulness practice i was not allowed to exercise because it was too much stress on my body While, within those 6 weeks now of course there was other elements that I'll, i'm happy to share as to you know what how we detoxed my system and and repopulated it with good bacteria and all of that but in those 6 weeks from stopping to work out stopping the stress and building a mindfulness practice coupled with these other things i literally shed all my weight. All of my ailments went away. My brain turned on like spitfire. I was, my eyes were like literally like sharp. Like I've never had before. I was running. Like it was like, like six weeks later, I was a new person about like 85% there. And six weeks later, when I went for my checkup, we found out I was pregnant again. So it was remarkable, like truly so it became this like huge wake-up call. And the reason I knew that it was all stemmed, like the way that we knew it stemmed from stress was because, so fine, we had like detoxed my system, repopulated it with the good bacteria, flooded it with nutrients, supported my system herbally, all of that stuff. But due to my having three kids in three and a half years while working full-time, while i also was so mind blown by this transformation that I started to go to school to become a holistic health coach while I was doing all these things, I was continued with my clean eating and I continued with all of the nutrient elements being consistent, but I kept getting diagnosed with different, various, like unique metabolic issues and different um, diseases. And when I'd go and I'd say like, I don't understand, like, how am I still, you know, why is this uh, still happening? And what is this coming from? And they'd be like, it comes from stress. And I'm like, okay, well, the body doesn't lie. And it was a huge wake up call to, to me that. There's only so much like kale that you can eat in order to like it's not you need to actually it's change from the inside and it was not it there was it was really unless I'm actually at peace inside and I'm actually feeling like the benefits of the mind body connection it's, I'm not going to reap the benefits. So no matter how much healthy food you eat, there's like, you know, you can have as much bone broth as you want to try to, you know, heal your gut, but it's going to continue to be ripped apart if you don't have that positive mind-body connection and you don't actually feel that spaciousness and like sense of inner peace inside. And so I had to really go to the root and really understand like, you know, how I was actually not going to just feel like I was ticking the box of, you know, doing the meditation and doing the yoga. That's what I was very much in that mindset. And I really, how am I actually going to tune in and also recognizing that all of these issues with respect, with you know, all of my mindfulness, um, you know, issues also stemmed from like all my stress related issues, excuse me, stemmed from a lack of self-love, a lack of self-worth. And so really t- digging into that was a key piece. So I started to go to the what was this place called the Kadampa Center um, in New York City. It's a Buddhist meditation center that like caters its teachings to the modern New Yorker. It was highly transformative. I went every single week. I started doing box breathing. I incorporated breath work. Um, I started working with a therapist on building boundaries, finding my voice, practicing like radical self-love and self-care. And as I kept doing that, I kept seeing these massive shifts. Even if in my health, like massive, I would find like that while by working on the inside, it would, by default, I would be making better decisions because I would be feeling more at ease. I'd be sleeping better. I would be nourishing myself better. And I was just had weight falling off. Even if I was to eat a burger once in a while, it was because I was from the inside. I had such, there was such um, a, such a positive mind-body connection and there was no stress in my body that... I was able to reduce the inflammation. I was able to have a, you know, a more secure and clean gut. So it was, it was actually doing it all from the inside out that truly, you know, transformed my health.
0: That's pretty phenomenal. Wow. And you know, you're of course, like what you shared, like, you know, there was the mindfulness aspect and the the diet aspect, but you share that you truly believe that the the mindfulness the meditation like healing from the inside out was one of the more crucial components would you say yeah, to the healing to the healing as, and um so in your in your definition like as far as like what stress is like do you still experience stress in your life mm-hmm. and is it the same intensity like how do you experience stress now that you have these tools
1: Yeah. So not at all the way I used to. And it's funny because I used to, I didn't know now looking back, I can see, and truthfully, even by looking at my husband, who many people think is like the calmest person, I can see that when something happens, like I used to go to the red zone, like in my body. And now I don't go to the red zone. It was as if like before I would go from zero to a hundred and I'd be Mm -hmm. in like heightened state. Um, and, And I think, and now I go from like one to, it it could be like one to 10 if I feel stressed. And then I come back down much quicker because mindfulness gives me the ability to see things objectively and realize that I'm not my emotion. So I can see what I'm experiencing, step outside and then sort of, you know, come back down and, and deal with it. So like, truly I'll, I feel like I, um, you know, if I really am feeling like something that's, that's, you know, I think stress is a normal part of life, but being able to rebound quicker and not going to as, you know, high heights of stress is critical. So I've become like hypersensitive to that feeling. And when I do feel it, um, I sort of, you know, if it's something that requires more than just taking the objective, you know, perspective and talking, talking to my daughter or my son or, or my, husband or myself out of it, I'll often I'll just, you know, I'll do some box breathing and that will kind of, I find that to be very, really quickly lowers my heart rate and centers me um, really well, I find.
0: Yeah. I love, I love box breathing as well too. And I love what you shared there too, the way that, you know, it's just like anybody listening, like when you embody these practices. It's not that the friction or the stress doesn't show up, right? Because we're we're human beings, we're going to have situations outside of our control, like what we're going through right now that is unpredictable and, you know, unexpected. So it's like exactly like you said, like that uncomfortability that we become so sensitive to is like our nervous system. It's like a tuning fork. And you're mm-hmm. such you're more aware when something is like feeling intense, and you're able to clear out that energy or realize that you need to take a reset. So I love that. That's been a similar experience for you. Cause that's been what, what it's been for me as well. And yeah. right now we're experiencing, you know, that intensity of those emotions. I, I was sharing with you that I feel like on certain days, I feel every season of emotion because we're with our loved ones and close corners, like 24 seven. And so you're yeah. like you share, like you're homeschooling, you're, you have three young children at home Now, when a parent who's probably listening, like, okay, so in the midst of like being with young children, do you have any tips that you, that you can share that you use to cope with your stress? You said box breathing is one of them. Is there anything else that, that stands out that you use that helps you? Yeah. So I, I would say that one of the most important
1: things I feel to, you know, minimizing stress is having, creating space and boundaries. So I think that, you know, having, knowing that you have carved out space as particularly as a mom, you know, talking to your husband and finding out when is that time that you know is solely yours so you can step into, you know, you know that you have time to tend to yourself is critical. Um, And I think um, that's one of the most Like um, important pieces, and also I think the next thing is um, having doing a morning pages. Morning pages is like my drug. I actually cannot function without it. It's it's like an opportunity to just brain dump everything. And not only when you're you know uh, releasing everything through morning pages and just free writing, it gives you the opportunity to you know connect with your deeper thoughts. Connect with your like innermost, you know, thoughts that you don't have a chance to really like process or you don't even know that they're there. It connects with your subconscious. You also are able to see, we all have this like, you know, um, ego in our mind or or like negative roommate that says things to us throughout our day. And it helps us see that objectively and realize that like when we have these thoughts that they're not correct and it helps us therefore boost our confidence and give us more like self-worth. It also, so, and it quiets that inner critic. It also provides like a lot of like personal motivation and a sense of purpose. So I say morning pages is something that is a really it's like a lifeline. It's like free therapy. Um and then I would say like going back to you know the space I think at, and the boundaries, I think building that inner trust and boundaries is is really important. So I think listening to that voice inside and doing what feels like what's most in alignment with you. So not um right now i think that we feel there's so much everyone's giving us so many opinions as to how we should be homeschooling what we should be doing but like really like trusting what you feel is best and setting up your lifestyle to support your family be- best and just driving out the noise and so i think the more you're able to tune into your your inner thoughts and trust what's best for you um and Make those decisions guilt free. I think that is really where you're gonna feel expansiveness, stress relief, and you're gonna also build a strong relationship with yourself, which I think is a huge opportunity right now because we're we're not um, I don't I think by not physically seeing people too, I think it's helpful for us to really be able to tune in more.
0: This intensity, and if you can go back to like when you were feeling, you know, initially when you were in your rock bottom and kind of confused and not aware of having tools, I think there's a lot of people this pandemic is bringing up and eliciting those feelings of intense stress that they may have never experienced before. And so, you know, you know, for someone like me and you who prioritize this time to like, you know, this, this, this practice of mindfulness, if there's someone who's new and they're feeling that intensity and they're kind of like, this is their rock bottom, right? Like right. you had experience, like if this is their rock bottom, you know, they don't have a practice yet, or they're just so consumed by everything that's happening. What advice would You give to someone who's in that space? I would say, first of all, honor where you
1: are and like give yourself immense self love and tell yourself, like, you know, you're just think about all that you are holding up right now, everything that you're doing, and start to start with gratitude, all the things that you're grateful for, with for your body, for yourself and in your life and start to try to elicit those really positive feelings even if you're feeling like, even when you're at your lowest, try to find something, even if it's like just looking out the window at the and like seeing the beautiful weather, the sunshine and that kind of snowballs into giving you more positive feelings. But I also think that finding something joy in the in tiny little nourishing r- rituals like or mindfulness in the littlest things so it could be if you don't you're not ready to start a mindfulness practice but when you have your tea in the morning if that makes you feel good just enjoy it and create that let that be the space that you are able to just be with yourself or if it's when you're doing the dishes try to be mindful when the water is running on your hand and try to just embrace embrace and be present in the special moments and try to find joy in that and i think the more you're able to just just find joy in the little things i think it does um snowball and i think we have we we put too much pressure on ourselves to have to like you know create more practices and do more things and really just in your current day-to-day life i think you can You know, you can create, you can find opportunities for happiness that will, that will feed your soul. But I do think it's not beating yourself up is giving yourself love. And the thing is, is when we feel that low, our needs are not being met in one way or the other and understanding what is, what is the need that, that is really not being met within me? Like what is the most, um, what do I really need right now? And if it's like, and how can I honor that and give that to myself? If that means like watching Netflix for an hour and asking my husband if I can get the space to do it, like doing that, but like just listening to yourself. And I think not having to worry about what anyone else has to say we should, we do.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I think this is like, this time right now is like a global time in because it's like, Let's figure out who we are and what we need. And like you just said, just that simplicity of our life is like, be here now, be fully present with what you're doing. You know, how do I feel in this moment? And what is my next step? Like, I think you kind of summarize that, like the gratitude. And I know that it's constantly said, like gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. But I wanted to quickly share this practice because I know you'll, I, if you haven't heard of this, I just found this out. So, um, and I, the next question kind of alludes to this. So my husband and I have been like, I've been trying to, you know, help him stay accountable with a meditation practice. And so we did this meditation um, the other day where it was, you place two fingers on your heart space, and the meditation was to clear out your subconscious. And so you just let your intuition bring up, like, what is it that you're most scared of in this moment? And then as you bring it up, you you kind of scale it like from one to 10 and then the next part of the meditation was just like from the time that you were born just bring in images like in and out of like things that brought you joy or places or people or and and it was just so amazing so we did that for not even like two or three minutes and then it said tune back in and check in like What is like, what's your number of like on the fear schedule, like the fear scale? And both of us were like, oh my gosh, like just getting into that state of just letting these images flow in and out, in and out, in and out. Like you said, the gratitude, like that's how simple it is of like, you know, if you can't like in the moment be like, okay, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this because it's so hard in your current reality doing something like that. Because like if you scan from your childhood to now, there's tons and tons of simple moments that are like very pleasurable. So I love to totally. share that. That's really interesting because also I just, you know,
1: I, it makes me think of when I hit my rock bottom and I was, you know, closed my business and I was feeling so low, I wasn't able to see the fact that, you made your dream come true, or you have this amazing guy that proposed to you, or you're having a baby. I was so caught up in the woe is me and the victim state. And I wasn't, I was just, and so I think had I had that, you know, knowledge and I've had, I had the like ability to sort of really just stop and pause. Like we always, you know, just pause and let's take note of the positives like yes you could probably list a million negatives but just look at the wins just focus on the wins i think i would have been able to like pull myself out in a different way um and i think that that's that it's so funny because before this is like kind of a, just random but before we had this this podcast just now i was when i was like you know meditating and listening to music preparing for it i literally you know, I, I had tears in my eyes cuz I was like I paused and I was like look at where you've come and I just think ha- having that moment wherever you are in your journey of pausing and reflecting and 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 giving yourself the much needed self-love and gra- like um, the the much needed like hug and support and love that you deserve for everything that you've done I think is so important. Absolutely.
0: And like you shared, like, you know, your, your experience of like what you could have said is perceived failure because you, you, you created this beautiful dream and then there was a loss to that. But think about like where you are today, like all those pieces needed to be put into place in order for you to be where you're at. And to me, like the definition of failure is giving up on something that you believe in, but it's not like these losses and these changes and grief and pain, that is part of the human experience that will, you know, humans are sometimes we need that in order to push us into evolving into the next step of our highest consciousness. We need the change. We need that grief. We need that juxtaposition with joy and happiness in order to move and to evolve and to just like really hold space of how thriving you are today. Like you would never, maybe you would have came to mindfulness and meditation, but the lesson would not have been as powerful as it was the way that it you came into it. So I think there's that beautiful juxtaposition. And I think that we have to remember that right now, too, that there is a lot of grief, there is a lot of change, there's a lot of adaptation that we're going to be forced to do. And we can either resist it and be pushed through it, or we can just flow through it. And I think the time is now like we're sharing is that meditation and mindfulness is no longer going to be a luxury it's no longer going to be like an idea for a small pocket of people to just carve out space to do it's going to be this is going to be the lifeline of what's going to help us adapt Into this new world that we're creating. So, oh, yeah. No, and it's true. I think it's also like what you
1: said it's like about failure. You know, technically, the store closing that was like a superficial level of something something superficial closed, but it was actually the birth of me. And it's actually the like it it gave me that all of it came, it helped me tap into my lack of worthiness, which is what was would have continued to cripple me throughout my life. So, it was a real really big gift for me to really use that as like, for, I'm almost glad that I was led to rock bottom. Cause now I'm, I never would have imagined this is the confidence I dreamed of when I was a child. Um And so it was, a, it was almost like the universe, like Oprah says, like you get like a little raindrop will come then a pebble. And then it's like a boulder will hit. <laughs> and so it's like, I needed the boulder to hit, yes. you know, yes. for me to have the wake up call.
0: Yes. And I think we all kind of needed that. We're getting a boulder right now. Mm -hmm. What we're experiencing right now is a boulder. For some of us, like, and I like to share this, like, it's not that we, you know, like for some of us, we've been on this journey for a long time. Like I had my own rock bottom in my mid twenties. And like, so it's not about like being further along or, you know, like inferior or superior or anything like that. We are all being called on our journey on to experience a rock bottom, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally. And so I really wanted you to come on here because this is just a beautiful testament of just like the human experience of like how it is. And it's not just like random people kind of go through this. It's like, we're all being called to awaken at this level to like get to the place where we're like, I'm so grateful for my rock bottom. Like that's where we're all on this journey to lead. And so one of the things that we being women who are on a journey and we're, we're mothers and we're um, spouses, you know, I had shared and that re- I've been trying to, you know, get my husband to kind of have more of a consistent practice and what I love is that you and your hubby do have like a meditation practice so I'd love for you to kind of share because a lot of women always ask me like you know how do I get my partner on board if I have a, you know have a practice or if I want them to start do you have any tips or advice for that or sure. so I, I would like to say we have a practice ish we
1: so basically I uh, he has so he has um seen like the he's seen the impact it's made for me because it was so it's so it's so it's been so impactful in me that it's almost like radical. so for, a, I basically have found that like my husband, I don't know about anyone else's, but I think definitely my husband and most people don't want to be told what to do. Mm, they want to right. see the experience. So for me, the best way to influence someone is just to practice it yourself and let them see the benefits and then kind of nudge them to try. So, but not being like pushy or forceful. So for me, like I just, it's the repetition of me showing up and doing it. And when I see him kind of like, You know, when I see him get a little defensive, or I see him, you know, in a certain state, I kind of touch on it sometimes. I'm like, "Mm, I think you need to meditate, or have you been meditating? And he then slowly, on his own, like when I would ask him if he would do it, like on his own, he just started to like. He picked up Insight Timer and did it on his own. He doesn't, you know, he he doesn't make a big thing about it. But then, what I really saw, um, where I've seen a major difference, is he's like this is someone. He's he's an intelligent man, but truthfully, he doesn't ever like he never reads. And I, I've always wanted to be the person that like laid in bed with their husband and read before bed. And I think that in itself is you know experiencing mindfulness. And he, on his own, after you know like seeing the difference that it's made just in the meditating, but knowing that he wanted like a little bit, something more. And, you know, he didn't want to meditate more than like five minutes or so. We just didn't, wasn't his thing. So he just started like, you know, again, I read in bed every night. So he now reads in bed every night and listens to classical music. And I think the way the, what I would suggest is just keep doing it, seeing the benefits and then like dropping little seeds, but don't be pushy and I think it'll happen.
0: Yeah, that's exactly been the same thing for us, too. Like, I completely agree. It's like if nobody, nobody in their right mind likes to be told what to do, and especially something like this, this needs to come from within. There's no there's no benefit if you're forcing someone to do it or like, you know, nagging someone to do it. So thank you for that. That's like that's very much been very similar to our journey as well. And um, just be the model, right? Just hold the space for it. Yeah. So if there was um, one piece of advice or inspiration you would want the mama listeners to take away from our conversation today, what would it be?
1: I would say really to just continue to practice radical self-love. I really, really, really feel that like that is like the piece, the more that we can give ourselves the love and the space that we need. I think the more that we're able, we can't pour from an empty cup, bottom line. Mm-hmm. So if you continue to fill that cup, you continue to tend to your heart and soul and you do the work from the inside, you will have a cascading effect in all of the places, in your health, in your life, in the people around you. And so I think it's really, I know it sounds so like ridiculous and silly, but it's really been my truth. And I, oh, that's why I feel so, passionate about it. And again, like I said, like with respect to mindfulness, you know, I think having, I think having that space of, um, if, if you don't, knowing that you have a carved out space for your personal ritual, I think is, very important even if it's just for you to blow dry your hair during that time but if you know that from eight to nine every day you have space or eight to eight thirty you have that space I think it really alleviates mental stress to know that you have your time to like just do what you need and I think that with this, all all the um, boundaries and lines being very 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 blurred right now I think some people you may or may not have taken the time to really understand like carve out that time for you and honor it. Um, But I've seen from people that I'm working with right now that that alone has just been a major um, game changer for them.
0: Yes, guys. So you heard it from Misha. You get, you've been given permission that it is okay to carve out space in your day for yourself because it's so necessary for our inner sanity and our inner, you know, inner connection. And like you said, like to cultivate that deep relationship with ourselves that's so nourishing. So thank you so much for that. And Misha, this was incredible. I would love for you to share with the mommies how they can connect with you um where they can find you
1: yeah so um You can find me on, so on Instagram, I'm at Misha Vayner, M-I-S-H-A-V-A-Y-N-E-R. I Um, I also have um, a private Facebook group called Feel Good Wellness, which I go in and support people all the time. And I would love to have you in there. And then my website is MishaVayner.com. And I have a newsletter that goes out with my tips and resources every week. Um, And yeah, so I'd love to hear from you guys and I'd love to support you in any way. Oh, and you have, sorry, and you have some, yeah, and you have some like uh, really cool freebies too, right? Yeah. That you have, uh, no, yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Have. <laughs> So, I have a few. So, one, I've a mindful mama guide, um, which is um, basically a step by step tool for I know you busy mamas that want to like incorporate a mindfulness practice but just don't know where to begin. And it walks you through everything from like literally the breathing to mantras to intention tension setting to end reflex- of day reflections, all the things. Um, and that you can go to MishaVayner.com backslash guide. And then, um, I have a rosebud thorn, um, like a kid's mindfulness um, downloadable to help your kids really, um, you know, practice this as an end of day reflection and really understand like what they're, what they're experiencing and tune in themselves and build a practice. So that is MishaVayner.com backslash, uh, I forget, I'm going to send it to Tijal, but it's, um, I have, it's a mindful kids um, downloadable as well.
0: Yeah, and all the all this will be linked in the show notes so that you guys can have access to it. And Misha, thank you so much from my bottom of my heart for being so open and sharing your remarkable journey. It's such a testament to so many. I think it's going to really, really inspire so many to understand that where they're at is they're not alone. So many of us experience it. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Well, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, certainly leave a review so that Misha and I can see what you felt and definitely connect with us on Instagram. Thank you so much, ladies. Have a beautiful week. Bye.